What's swinging, Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Steel Mace Nation podcast, recorded at a shared universe podcast studio in Eatontown, New Jersey. It's one of my favorite places to go. Uh, before we get into the podcast with a really awesome dude, um, his name is Channer Sanchez. He's from the Bronx. And uh, he came over from the Bronx to sit down in the studio and, and rap about all kinds of cool stuff. Before we do that, I just want to let you know about our two sponsors. Number one is Ongo Energy Spray. Ongo Energy Spray is a caffeine supplement, meter doses of caffeine, 25 milligrams per spray. And it works instantly. You can use the discount code of steelmace25 to get 25% off your purchase go to ongoenergy.com and type in that discount code and also another sponsor of the podcast is origin training academy origin training academy uh my buddy Blake up in North Jersey who started this awesome subscription uh, website. You go on there, you get workouts and stuff like that. I'm doing the workouts myself. I can guarantee you that you will be challenged by these workouts. You will have fun doing these workouts. Uh, through the show, we're offering a discount code of uh, SMN, the letters SMN10. And with that, you'll get your first three months for 10 bucks a month. And then it only goes up to 15 after that. So it's not a big deal. It's, um, it's worthwhile, especially if you're somebody that doesn't have time to go to the gym or something like that. But even more, it gives you more variety to your workout, which I think you guys would definitely appreciate. So thank you very much. And let's check out the uh, conversation I had with Channer. When I started doing my Facebook page, um, started adding things, I saw that it resonated with other people. But right now, um, in fact, Facebook is the only place that you can get me for right now, direct message, or um, just first search for my name, Orange Naranja. And pretty soon, I'm going to be taking out um, accounts to the other platforms. Um, Instagram, I see that's pretty hot. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you got to get, um, you know, something for Instagram with the same name. So, yeah, something going, something that is um, connected to, to the source. Yeah. Um, I was just working on YouTube and mm -hmm. loading up the videos, and I see it, it took a lot of work because I had 30 days of video, and I just left it to the side. And I was like, I'll upload it later. And then when I started doing it, I'm like, wow, all right, <laughs> this is some work. And, you know, they weren't edited or anything. They were just, like, free-flowing because that's my thing. And, um, you know, I was, I was like, amazing going back to it. And I was, like, it's, it's like, like you mentioned uh, these situations, these experiences, when it's like you mentioned to me earlier when we talked about slowing down time. And, you know, it's, um, it's just embrace every, every second of it and yeah. just live it. Yeah, yeah. So that conversation that we had was – uh, on the phone, like, what, it was like a month ago, right? And uh, it was like the first time we spoke, and, and we talked about, oh, you're not recording? No, I am, but I was just like, wait, we started, right? <laughs> Did we start? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man, we, start, we started a month ago, all right? We started a month ago, and yeah, it's just been going started. since then. Okay? <laughs> so excuse me. <laughs> so, yeah, man, um, we were talking about how, you know, flowing – Mace and and in your case, um, you you were looking at juries and everything. So, yeah, we essentially almost like like slow down time while we're while we're in a flow state. And of course, a flow state can be found in a lot of different ways besides using a mace or anything. I mean, somebody could get to a flow state using a pair of nunchucks or from painting or singing. But it's uh, all of a sudden we have we almost have like control over time. It's an amazing feeling because you come out of it like, wow, what a rush. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's like slowing down time. Uh, you can compare it to the Tao, uh, just getting into the flow of things. There's a natural energy that surrounds us. You know, Nikola Tesla will tell you that uh, when you connect to the source of energy, when you view everything as energy, you're uh, better able to understand it. So... 
you can match the frequency of that energy and start living that reality, which is uh, pretty interesting to me. And these are the things, these are little snippets that happen in time, in time frames that we call life. And, um, you know, because life is like video footage. You know, um, I'll quote, and I do a lot of quotes today because I like quotes and motivation. Cool. I like yeah. quotes too. I can never remember them though. <laughs> so I walk around with mm. quotes written down on notepads and shit, and I'm like, "Oh, that's that cool quote," but I can never remember them. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's ooh, and that's the thing about life, you know. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you remember or not because I mean, we're here for the moment, and you know, people could hardly remember what they did last week. So. Yeah. Time is is pretty tricky. It's uh, it's um it, it's dependable on the perception of the person, because time is all about perception. Some people live their time fast. Some some people live their time slow. So um, if I go back to the bit to the video mentally, I remember that I said um, as an example, like when you're at a fun park or you're at a nice party, a nice lounge, or for example, you mentioned right here we're doing this podcast. You know you. Just get into the jump into the moment and just uh, absorb the moment, embrace it, and tune everything out of there because you're right here, right now. The only thing that exists is right here, right now. And then right here, right now, a second ago was history. So there's no use to um, going back and thinking. You know, every every breath, they say every new day is a brand new day to, uh, you know, color, work on your life, create your masterpiece, what is called life. And... um, you know, but I think it goes even deeper than that. It goes into fractions. It goes into fractions smaller than that. Yeah. So um, when you think about that every breath that you take, every step that you make, you're making a decision, whether consciously or unconsciously, but you're living at that moment. Those are, li- those are little snapshots. And within that moment, there are happy moments, there are sad moments, there are... There are, you know, joyful moments. There's moments of confusion. But those are the moments that really people live for that make everything worthwhile, you know. Because right here, if you could have told me about eight years ago, if you would have asked me if I would have been at a podcast or speaking in front of people, I would have said, hell no. You know, I'm a pretty reserved guy. Um, I'm always to myself. But... This really actually started like three years back when I had what I would call a spiritual awakening. Like, this is all the stuff that everybody's talking about. Like, you know, I had the concepts before, but um, this was the age, this was the time that every st- everything started linking together and connecting together and making uh, sense. And I started understanding it. And it came to me around 3 o'clock in the morning. They said that's a sacred time for spiritual uh, for visions, uh, you know, spiritually, like, tuning things in by listening, you know, uh, and feeling. And also prayers and rituals are pretty um, solid and powerful around that time. So, Did, did you, uh, were you sleeping and you woke up in, at, at 3 o'clock and you had these uh, thoughts? Or was, were you just awake all night or something? That's a very good question. So um, I was between half asleep. And half awake. Okay. I knew I was awake because I felt myself moving. I felt I felt my I felt my weight, but I could see more than what was in that room at that time, and it was it was like guiding me. And I wasn't I was not unsure of what what that was because it felt like home, you know. When it spoke to me, I was like, all right. So I started I started doing stuff, and for for that time frame, my life just flowed without it flowed without me even thinking about it. And now I, I was just like, it's, it's like something is guiding me, you know, and I, and I just and I just gave it full full control of, of what was guiding me. And then there came a time not too long after that where it seemed, where it seemed like it disappeared. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I was like, did I lose my mojo? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, because uh, people would call it mojo, like the magic. Yeah, well, this is interesting because uh, people have all heard of Mojo, but I mean, I don't think many people actually are aware of having it, or not that I know of. Like, you're you're the first person that's sitting here, like, totally, you know, saying, 
hey, man, I had this mojo, thought I lost it. Let's just backtrack a little bit on this because this is interesting. You're saying that from that point on, you actually felt as if you had like almost like a guiding light would that be a way to to like you all you 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 all of a sudden knew like hey this is the the road I want to travel and it was more than just a hunch it was like you had the solid light guiding you absolutely all I had to do was just give it permission you know I saw what it was doing I saw no it's cool can you hear me yeah okay because I I was listening to the echo a little while back but I don't Listen, I don't hear it that much right now. But, um, yeah, so you, I would describe it as a guiding light. Um, once I gave it permission, once, once uh, I just didn't fight it. I didn't resist it. And those are, um, I would say, the key components to getting driven by this light because the light tries to guide a lot of people, just like the dark tries to um, guide a lot of people. But it's all up in the person if they accept what that what that energy is trying is trying to guide them with. If they're in tune to it, because like you mentioned, there's people that are totally oblivious to it because these are subtle energies. Yeah. So we kind of fell from grace a little bit because before prehistoric or whatever came before that, we were more in tune with the earth. But then at some point, we started falling out little by little. And people started developing diseases at a higher rate, illnesses, uh, mental illnesses, and, and things of that nature. And until we're right here right now, uh, currently, and how society stands um, you know, with in regards to different ideologies and different thoughts on politics, on every little thing, uh, they try to label it. But the the flaw with labeling is that once once you label something, you constrict it to that box. Mm -hmm. So it closes it closes people people's um openness to learning. It closes people's uh, opportunities to um, being in tune with the light, with this infinite energy, and it closes them to a lot of possibilities. You know, because we it's like it might sound cliche. Or whatever, but going back to how people are raised and how they and how society is conditioning them and how society is guiding them uh, to or towards a certain direction, but those people are not free. They're not free mentally. They're not free emotionally. They're probably not free spiritually because they 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 sold their attention. They sold their energy to um to things to the outward um materialistic things, searching for something that they've always had inside. So when people say, well, I made myself a new me, like I found myself a new me, it's not a new them. It's always been them. The thing is, is that um, their eyes have been covered and their ears have been uh, misled by falsehoods, by a lot of falsehoods. And that, and that was um, part of my um, spiritual awakening process when I started questioning everything because it's like I don't know about you but I believe most people don't choose where they're born how they're born who they belong to what class or if there's more intelligence short tall you know it's like we're just here with dealt these cards in our hands and we just try to make the most out of them but in between these things, like I mentioned, between these time frames, there's, there's different things that we can do to alter our path. And this is, this is why I wanted to speak about magic, because I'm a true believer in magic. And people want to say, well, magic's not real. And then other people want to say, well, magic exists, but it exists in this version. Everybody has their own unique truth of magic. It doesn't say that any one of them is less right. It doesn't say that anyone is less wrong. That identity, that truthfulness exists within that person, exists within that group, because everybody's directing their energy toward, it could be a thought. It doesn't even have to be something. It could be something intangible. 
as let's say a god or let's say spirits things that you can't see you can sense and possibly not everybody can sense it so when you're in tune you see that everything is connected there's they have that saying that says that there's nothing new under the sun Nothing, because everything is a recreation of a past thing. So right down to the most basic levels, and this is why I believe that religions or whatever spirituality can't totally and with some mind or some purpose take science, the science part out of it. Because Re- religions can't take science out of it. I don't think they shouldn't. Okay. No, I just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't think you know. Am I? Can I ask you what? Uh, do you have? What is your spiritual practice? Okay. So I was born into Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother, and well, my family, and throughout that process, I visited. I questioned. I went to different religions, but I felt like there was always a void. I went to church, I prayed, I kneeled down and prayed to the best of my ability, but I always felt there was a void. And I searched and searched, and then I came across um, Buddhism, where I I started reading the teachings, and what got me, or what touched me, was um, a quote from Buddha, that it says that, you know, it matters not, like, what you believe in, what you don't believe in. What matters is that, you know, we treat each other with love. And that's what basically a lot of the masters um, that have passed before our time and Jesus Christ, I call him a master because, you know, his level of thinking, his way of life was on a different level. It was masterful. It was masterful, exactly. And, and they were depicting, they were painting a picture of this. But, and this is, and this is, this is my feelings towards religion. I don't think anybody, any one of them is more right or less right than the other. If they could find out somehow a way to unite all of them, one absolute truth will come out of it. Because that's what, that's what kind of misleads people into their own way of being into a lot of misunderstandings, that people live by subjective truths, by what they believe is true, and they cancel out what they believe is not true. So everybody has 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 the right to believe their own truth. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's wrong. I just think that there's there's a level of misunderstanding or of not anybody trying to co- cooperate or at least trying to make it last um, by taking the initiative, by stepping down from the cloud, lowering their ego a little bit and saying like, hey, we're all human beings. We're all on the same boat, you know, Everybody bleeds just like I do. Everybody gets hungry just like I do. Right. You know, we all experience pain. We all experience suffering. We all experience joyful moments and moments that we're confused. We're incomplete all. And, you know, and it, it, it gets to the point that if you haven't gone through um, this other person's experiences, but you, um, one can actually relate with that person because if that person said, well, I was sad or this thing and that, well, I know how that feels like because I'm human, you know, and through that other person, you're living their experiences, which I think it, which I think is awesome. And I didn't realize this until later on in life when I started, you know, my spiritual path. I said, all in all, it's like we're connected. And when I started being mindful of my reactions towards people and how early in my life I felt a little, a little kind of standoffish about people because I'm like, oh, people... People, they're fucked up. I just hate people. You know, you want to be nice, you want to you do this, you want to do that. You're, but You're always disappointed. Yeah, right. exactly. Because you have expectations. Expectations. That's the correct word. So um, I started learning. The first thing I started doing was um, was taking myself apart. You know, I, start, I started being mindful of a lot of things. And I learned that if you do the things without expectations, you're no longer disappointed. Yeah. 
So, but a lot of, and I understand a lot of people have an issue with this because it's like I can't let go. Their attachment, their um, magnet for attachment is bigger than their will. They want, they really want to do or what they really want to break free from. Their magnet for attachment is bigger than their than their will to detach to 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 let themselves go from it. Okay. To relieve themselves because that that object that object of desire has all their energy focus ah. on that on that on that thing alone. Like like we mentioned, like this this bottle of water. If I were thirsty, like if I were in the desert and I just saw this right now, all my focus would just yeah. be directed yeah. at that. Yeah. And then um you know so it, it, it's the thing it's the thing and uh you know we all have this knowledge this deep and still knowledge um they say that you know physics and I keep referring to physics I keep referring to science I keep referring to numbers and geometry because all of these um have the language the different languages and the language we use on a daily basis all of these languages stand on its own without any legs. Like, for example, you would take geometry, geometry patterns at its most basic level. There's geometry patterns all around nature. At its most basic level, when the East, because you hear me refer a lot to the East, places like Japan, China, and the West, like India, a lot, of, a lot of wisdom comes from there, and it's because their um, understanding of nature and their understanding of um, numbers. A lot of uh, the masters of numbers came from around that area, the Middle East, um, the Egyptians. So they hold a lot of sacred knowledge there, and the thing is. Um, as generations grow on, it's, it's like I mentioned, we fall out of grace, but we're able to tap into that DNA pool that we're made from. And this was what I was talking about, um, being grounded as far. When you go back to your roots, you go back to the basics. It's like your ancestors will start talking to you because you learn about your people. You learn where you're from. If you go to the land where you're from, that, that makes it even better. Mm. I'm originally from Dominican Republic. So every now and then I go over there and I'll do typical things to connect, to connect with the land, to connect with the people. And it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling. Everywhere you go, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling. I've spoken to people from California, and they'll tell me that the vibe there is pretty chill, pretty relaxed if you've been to California. Um, I haven't been there yet, but in future plans and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's all about how you adapt to the environment. You know, I always have a, a thing, you know, be a chameleon. You see chameleons and, and they, they're amazing creatures. They could pretty much blend in with anything. And Bruce Lee said it best because, um, you know, be like water. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Love Bruce. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the quotes and his knowledge never gets old. Yeah. It's timeless. And it's still it's still it's still alive to this day. And this is this is why I mentioned that people never die. Like his legacy, his genes are still passed on. And you know, he's he's like because it's true, it's 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 um it's the Tao way of being. So Tao is part of Buddhism. Uh, or it's is it like something like within Buddhism, the teachings of Buddhism? Is that what that it's the that, way of yeah, the the way things are. Yeah, the way of life, the way of existence, and all everything that you're talking about right now is uh, based off of your what you've learned from Buddhism. Well, this is the thing: we, as human beings, are collective beings. I believe we're spiritual beings, but we also we're also collective. Everywhere we go, we're grabbing a piece. Whether you want to, whether you don't want to, whether you know it or not. You're picking up limp balls and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then some of those limp balls develop into baggage, yeah. you know, heavy baggage. And some people are like, are, like, are like down from it. So my understanding of the Tao is like you let every, everything go 
and you get everything. Yeah. Because it's like you're not you're not attached. So basically what we're talking about is um how would I how would I reference it? So you you, you first of all you don't have the expectations. So therefore you have no reason to get disappointed over things. So things are just the way they are. Flowing. Just flowing. And and you mentioned finding a truth, which we know as as people, uh, everybody has their own version of a truth. And so therefore truth and right and wrong is all relative. Basically, like uh, you, you could you, I think what I'm doing is right. You think it's wrong. It's from our perspectives. But it, at the end of the day, it's um, the way you're explaining it, which is very awesome, kind of like a freeing feeling, is sort of uh, it is what it is. So if it's not that it's not that if somebody I see somebody do something wrong, I'm not going to say, hey, that's wrong. You're 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 hurting people or whatever. But you also recognize that it's a thing that just happens. It is what it is. It's in the greater scheme of things, it's small events that have to happen to lead up to it. And that this is why I was going to speak about the Tao because it speaks about that the day cannot be without the night. Yeah. And the night cannot be without the day. And it has come to my understanding that a hero cannot be a hero without a villain. A hero cannot be a hero without an obstacle. Yeah, a struggle. A struggle. Yeah. Exactly. So if there were no struggle, if there were no no obstacle, how how would he get tested? Yeah. How would he how would he or she because there's 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 men and women warriors how would they be able to get mended and branded by the fire? Right. You wouldn't even have a, a reference. It's exactly. They didn't do anything. They didn't overcome something. So how do they appear to be heroic? Exactly. Exactly. And you see all this space that we're seeing right now. This space fills up the room with mass. Yeah. You would. One would think. It's one way around, but it's also the other way around. <coughs> Excuse me. So when you look at objects, you look at the mass, we all know that um, everything is energy. And this mass, let's take for a stone, for instance, its atoms are vibrating at such a high level that our eyes cannot capture it. And that's why we're not able to penetrate through it. And knowing that, you will see that when you look at objects all around, you look at objects all around. It's fine. I see objects all around. But when you're looking for the void, when you're looking for the space, these objects pop out. It's like they speak to you. You see things that you've never seen before because you're technically just, you see holes where air could flow through. You see corners that you never thought. And one would think, well, what purpose would this serve me? But it goes into the deeper um, understanding about life. So like I mentioned before, that life is like a video footage and we're all directors. And it's funny because um, I call some William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare stuff because I mean his quotes are awesome. I wake up with about like twenty five quotes in the morning and just flood my Facebook page yeah. and just let yeah. everybody vibe off of it. That's that's how uh, I picked up on you. Um, you know to explain to the audience listening that you know I was on Facebook and I have no idea. I just saw one of your posts and it was a cool quote. And I told you earlier I do like quotes. I just can't remember them <laughs> and. I was like, all right. And then I said, what's, oh, what's this quote? What's that quote? And then you had the, the cool name, you know, your handle, uh, Orange. Orange Naranja. Orange Naranja. Naranja. Yes. <laughs> Orange Naranja. Yeah. And um, then I saw your videos, and and then, yeah, you you basically pretty much flow right right from, you know, it doesn't seem like you're very, 
impulsive with your flow. Like you have an intention, but you just let it be what it is. You don't have it like pre-programmed and you say some pretty cool motivational things, inspiring things. And I kept looking deeper and deeper and I'm like, man, he's not on Instagram. Okay. And went back to Facebook. I'm looking deeper and deeper. And I'm like, Oh, okay. And, and he's into, you know, juries and, and, um, basically flow state concepts and things like that. And that's how, that's how come you're here right now. It's, um, pretty wild. And, your your ability to explain all this, I think, is fantastic, because I'm able to actually follow your train of thought. You're a good speaker. Um, I feel like I'm on your podcast right now. I'm just like, <laughs> seriously. I'm just. I'm not even like really thinking about much. I'm just uh, listening to what you're saying. So sorry to interrupt. No, no. <laughs> Let's that was proceed. Great, with by you. the way, <laughs> Let's yeah, proceed. I proceed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know, it's like the greater scheme of things. And when we see things, you know, they say they say the universe is up there, you know, the sky and yeah. then the universe and stuff like that. But it just it's like they say, just as above, below, just as below, above. So the same thing happens all the way up there happens, all the way down here happens, all the way in here. Except all the way up there is on the macro level and all the way down here is on the micro level. I mean, things move around the stars and we have no control over. Things move within our bodies we don't have any control over. We don't have any control over that we need to breathe. We just know we have to breathe to stay alive. Now we can control our breathing, but eventually our breathing is going gonna, is gonna to go back into, into an unconscious state. And um, it's funny how, um, you know, because the body really fascinates me. And all through time. And, you know, the more you think you know about the body, the less you think you know because it's, it's, it's a wonderful masterpiece. Yeah. It's so simple, but it's so complex. Like, we have living organisms living yeah. inside of us. Yeah. A relationship, a, a symbiosis. Like, you know, back to biology levels where one being, one organism is has a inter dependent relationship with another organism and this is how they survive yeah. like you, you would say like a tree that's down on the forest even when it fell down you know it's amazing that this dead tree is actually home to animals and insects yeah vital vital yes yes they you know they provide safety mm -hmm. they provide um you know warmth or you know cooling and the same thing this is why i say and this is why i understand that death is the same thing as life. Because if you, like, I'm pretty big into art because it's just fun to me. And there was a picture that I saw not too long ago at a gallery, and it showed death coexisting within life within the same picture. So you see death all around, but within the same picture all around, there are people, there are animals, there are, there's, um, you know, nature. But then at the same time, you see, you see babies being born. At the same time, you see flowers growing. And you know, and each, one, each single one of them is living their reality. And people, people want to talk about like interactive games and interactive, um, and interactive toys. But how about the real interactive thing, which is called life, where everything is an interaction. Whatever I touch, whatever. Wherever I go is a constant interaction, and that object is giving off energy, and I'm giving off energy to that object. And that's at its most basic level. So imagine when he, people interact, the same, the same energy is moving around. It's said in physics that energy never dies. Right. It just goes from one thing to another. Right. And, you know, that's how that's a, that's a come we still have spirits today of people along before because their energy... It's, the, it's still alive. It's still held in the, in the, in the minds of the people. And, um, you know, so uh, let me speak a little bit about my name. Yeah. <laughs> Orange Naranja. Um, so orange, obviously, is the color orange, you know, and naranja is also orange, so in Spanish. So it's a play on words. Um, 
first and foremost, orange is, is a it's a color and also it's also a wonderful fruit. So really, what what it means is orange, orange. Yeah. Just because when I had to come out with my Facebook page, I'm like, I, I want to come up with something nifty, something that uh, catches um, people's attention, but something that I like. And that's how orange, not how I was born, and that's how I live my life. I live it orange. You know, because the definition of orange is, you know, vibrant. It's, uh, you know, always joyful and cheerful, and that's how, that's how I feel. So right now, I have never felt so sure in my life as far as any state of mind, any circumstances. Because I know we're soon going into fall. It's already, like, you can feel it and everything. But this is the point that I see fall in a different light. Because I'm more, I'm more in tune to it, to all its magical um, vibrations, and um, so today is Friday the 13th. Right. <laughs> what do you think about that? I, I think nothing about it. I know some, uh, some bad things happened on the Friday the 13th, but some bad things happened on September 11th too, and so um, you know, I. I I don't really think much more beyond that than it's just a, a number on a calendar. Okay, yeah, that's interesting because I always try, I'm always curious to what people think because it's like, it goes back to what I mentioned before. It's like people create their own reality. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that are superstitious that'll say, oh yeah, it's, it's when you know, negative things happen. Right. And you know, black cats and all of that and witches yeah. and all of that. You know, and also, who else but, you know, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's like, and also um, people that are more into the natural state of things, uh, I would say Wicca and, uh, you know, um, indigenous um, natural way of things know that this is a magical time. So today is a full moon, is the full moon of September. Right. Mm -hmm. So they call it the harvest moon. And they say that we're not going to get a har another harvest moon until 2042, around that time. And um, to me, all of this is interesting because what the um, significance of this behind this is that, you know, you just take it easy. You just let things flow. You know, that's what I was going to speak about earlier, surrender. There's a lot of power to surrendering. People, they don't want to surrender because, because they might be fearful that they might lose themselves in the process of being any less strong. But one has to understand for what things you surrender yourself to and then what things you guard and protect yourself from. You know, and um, this is where surrender and vulnerability come in. It, it is strength. Vulnerability, 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 <laughs> tricky word, um, has strengths to it, you know, all right, everybody has certain abilities, certain talents, and certain strengths. Now, the level of ability that that person can prosper on their strength is in relation, in correlation with the intention, the desire, the intention, and the work that they put out. So when it comes to this, it's like we mentioned before that one has to have intention and take action because that, that's also part of magic. So I spoke earlier that magic, this is my definition of magic, <laughs> and other people will argue, <laughs> you know. One thing that we can't all agree on, one thing that we can agree on, that we can all agree on, is that we disagree on a lot of things. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, magic is the intent to cause some type of change within an event shifted to your favor. Some would say manipulated. I don't like to use that word. Mm. But you generate some type of energy and you push it out because we're, I'm a big believer we're all electromagnetic beings. You know, we're all tr constantly attracting something. And at its most basic level, we're atoms. So I, I saw a meme 
the other day where where it said um you know be like an atom i was like this is great you know atoms are protons neutrons and electrons the positive the neutral and the and the negative and everything exists and coexists within within that sphere within that um space so you know this is like i mentioned earlier like be like a chameleon be like an atom where everything just coexists with each other. Like we mentioned, going back into this most basic form, the Tao, and just let everything exist and coexist and be unaffected by it. I know it's hard. A lot of people will say, well, you know, it's hard. I need to react. I need to react. But in my profession, I'm a guard at a certain university. And, you know, um, through experience, I, kn I know it is wiser to respond instead of reacting. And I know um, you're a fire firefighter, and this, according to the situation, is probably as sound as, holy shit, we need to do something now. You know, you see how the two extremes shift? Yeah. So as long as, I always say, as long as you're safe, you're not in danger. It is always best to respond than to react. We've been conditioned to the point as a society collectively to respond and if we are uh, to react, better said. Yeah. And if we don't react, if we take too long, then we've lost. But whose game is this? I didn't agree to playing these rules. Ah, yeah. You know, somebody, somebody's running a sham. You know, because it's like who 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 actually builds the wins and losses? Who who's taking notes? Right. So you know, when you let go of yourself and you step out the game, you feel unaffected by things because you know that what however people per perceive you, whatever they think or whatever they say, that's not your problem. That's yeah. their problem. Really. Their part should be in trying to understand what's going on. And that's everybody's responsibility, trying to grasp and understand what's going on. Okay. Now what – all right, so uh, you have two people that are having an issue with um, whatever, and one person isn't taking that responsibility, and they're not trying to understand the other person. What – do you do then with this concept? That's an absolutely great question. <laughs> and I've take and I've taken my experience, I'm taking knowledge from books and I've taken other people's experiences to account. So this is the way I see it. You try. You try, you try. But if that other person's still resisting or still conflicting, then you have to part ways. I'm not I'm not a big uh advisor on burning bridges but some people are just so toxic you know that their energy rubs off on yours and some people actually if you ever heard the term energy vampires I yeah. mean, yep. people will say um vampires they're they absorb the life force of blood to stay alive and to stay you know um current not to die but there's those that delight themselves, that feed off the energy of other people, either by bringing drama, yeah. by bringing confusion, mm -hmm. by bringing fear at its most basic level, fear. They feed off of this. And the last thing we want to give those people is that, that right to make us fearful. So this is the thing. If a, situa if a certain situation happened between those people and there was a fallout. If you were already done with all that you can do, then just let it go. It's best to let it go. If it's somebody you, uh, you work with or a family member, uh, just you're basically saying just like walk away. Just walk away. And limit your exposure at that point. Limit your exposure, but there's a trick. What's the trick? So this is at its most basic level keeping yourself grounded and keeping yourself protected. Now, if you want to take it a little bit further, because you can actually learn from the situation, while that person is speaking, while that, you're interacting with that person, even in the same room where that person is in, you feel the energy or whatever, 
and you start analyzing it. You start breaking down the situation. And then that person gets testy inside your mind, inside yourself. Smile at that person. Tell that person, give gratitude to that person. Tell that person thanks for teaching me patience, for teaching me control, mm. for teaching me discipline. And in this way, it's easier to receive because you're open to any lessons, to, to anything that there might be. And of course, there's gonna be um, different probabilities throughout the course of action. You take it as much as deeper as you feel that you can take it. And then once you feel you can't take any more, you have all the right to pull out. If you wanna come back for more, if you, wanna, if you want to, to discover more and make your will and your, um, and your discipline, your patience more, then you stand a little bit more in the fire. And you flow with it. You play with it. But you know, this is this comes on with, with, with time and experience. Because most people's first reaction is is either to draw back or to fight it. Yeah. Right. And um, you know, it takes a lot of strength to just to stand there and be. It it takes such a tremendous amount of strength that even when you are aware of these concepts and you know you should be doing them, you're, you're in the moment and you know you should be doing it, it still is very much possible you're going to default to um, either arguing or going into some point of contention with the person. And there's nothing really worse than two people arguing. Um, what do you, what do you really want to get from having an argument with somebody? Essentially, like you're not going to what you want to make them wrong. Well, even if they agree that they are wrong, like they say they fa they they give up and say, yeah, you're right, I'm wrong. Now you left with that negative field of energy where you just made that person feel wrong. So you're not going to get anywhere on that level. Most likely, both people are going to dig in deeper. And they're going to fight each other continually. Both, each one is right, the other one's wrong. Not going to get anywhere. And you know, at least with what you're talking about, yeah, it's like, all right, it it, it is what it is, and I'm not going to take it any further than that. But it's you got to be so strong because you you're going to allow your ego to get in the way. Everybody now is looking at me, and I'm not arguing back, so they all think I'm beat, that I'm wrong. And now you have to worry. Now you're worrying about other people's perception of you, right? Exactly. And the best thing to do right there is just to stop thinking altogether. <laughs> yeah. Just tell your mind to shut the fuck up yeah. and just calm down. Yeah. I mean, if sometimes you have to tell your mind to calm down, but sometimes it's not that easy. Yeah. People, go find something to do. Or yeah, something, right? go find something to do. And this is what swing a mace or swing, swing a mace, get swing a, a jury. Yeah, swing a jury, get a punching bag. Yeah, you know, take it out on that. But um, you know, it's 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 quite challenging to tame the mind. At least at first, like the Buddhists would say that the mind is like a wild monkey. Yeah, I, heard and that. <laughs> I think that happens to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it dances all around. It jumps all around. It, it taunts you. Yeah. And you're like, you know, get out of my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, it's 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 like a wild monkey, and the more you train it with meditation, it's also another grounding technique. And within silence itself, there's knowledge. So um, you know, noise and music only exist because silence exists. So if it wasn't because of silence, you we wouldn't be able to hear music, we wouldn't be able to hear tones. So this is another expanding knowledge area as I draw some gems. Uh, listening to the silence will make noise and music pop out. So you're looking for the silence, you're looking for the silence. I hear plenty of things going on right now. I hear myself first and foremost. I hear there's an AC. I hear the hum of the earth, the earth's natural hum. And you know, and this this thing, it's a skill. It's just like, you know, anybody can do it. This thing you can also work during conversations. You listen for the silence. There's a lot of power 
within the sinus. They say the supreme conscious of being that created everything lives in sinus. They say our natural state is sinus. There's a lot of there's a lot of things, hidden messages in silence. And even between the pauses, and this is what I was gonna um, say, learn how to use the pause. Mm. The pause is a great tool. Yeah. It creates anticipation. It creates excitement. It creates, it can create anger. <laughs> use it at your discretion. But when you pay attention to the pauses within the conversation, when they say read between the lines, those are the messages that are coming out. So now you can realize the person's tone of voice, you can read them better. You you can realize, you know, if that person actually meant what they say. Because of because of the silence. Because of their silence when they pause. That's what you're or or you're paying attention to your own pause. So that way when you're paused, you could truly listen. Is that what you're saying? or? Okay, so you were asking me between the sinus or how do you read um, the person or everything comes out? Yeah, yeah. What do you, when you're uh, reading the pause, um, are you, so you're having a conversation with somebody, maybe it's a, a moment of an argument. Are you listening for their pause or are you pausing in orders to, uh, like you're really making an effort to pause so you could truly listen to the person? Well, you're pausing yourself indefinitely until further notice. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then you're listening for the other pauses because first, if you don't silence yourself, you can't hear what the other person is actually trying to tell you. And okay. this is where the arguments come from because I want to tell you my side of the story and you want to tell me your side of the story. And we're not I'm – th I'm thinking my side of the story, it's better or it's more important than yours. Okay. And then it's like – it turns it like into a battle of ego. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to mention going a little bit – back hitting a little rewind um if you cannot make amends with the person after there's an argument after there's something that happened uh you can find peace by forgiving that person you don't have to tell them initially you can try give them a call just you know not even think about it or meet them hey let's meet um somewhere and forgive that person but if that person can no longer they can forgive them um within themselves Say offer. Does that conversation have to happen though? What if what if you had a, a a a moment with somebody and you parted ways temporarily, and then you came across each other late, a little bit later on, and you just sort of started talking to them, and you had a nice a nice conversation? Can you say, you know what? No sense in picking at it. It is what it is. We had a conversation. It seems like we're getting back on path. Or do you think do you think that having that conversation and pointing out that you had a, a, a moment of contention that didn't go well and that you forgive them, do you think that's a necessary conversation? Because sometimes I just feel like you almost can create, you're almost digging it all back up again too. As, exactly, and this uh, is what, uh, what I was going to go into. Sometimes, okay. sometimes the most proper thing and the best choice is not even to mention it at all. Yeah. It's not, it's not, to ask for forgiveness, or if it's gonna create more trouble, more static, then where it's it's best not to mention. But at least for you, for yourself, you forgive that person. You forgive yourself, most importantly, because a lot of people they do th they do things and they go through certain experiences and then they beat themselves up. Yeah. About it. Yeah. So one has to understand that at a certain point in time, we make the best choice that we can make to the best of our ability at that point in time. Everything is easier looking back in, hi in hindsight, but going forward, it's a little tricky because it makes sense looking back at it. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to do. Oh, this is what it means. But it's going through the process that, that's a little tricky, and that's what I was going to talk about earlier. Um, have no expectations. Just let, just let things be. Be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I love that. That's my favorite thing. Uh. I always remind myself, like almost every day, mm -hmm. whenever I feel slight, even slightly challenged, I say, "It's uncomfortable. Let's go. Let's be uncomfortable." Yeah, let's 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 be let's be uncomfortable. Let's investigate this feeling. Is it good, or is it bad? You know. And most of the times, when we find out that it's good, it's just your body, your soul, whatever's driving you, pushing yourself out. Yeah, 
a, like a resistance, man. Yeah, like yeah. a resistance. Yeah, there, there, there's a little static. There's yeah. some tension. Yeah, it's. I guess it's a self-protection mechanism. I believe so. And and like uh, they, what's the acronym for? F they made up an acronym for fear, which is uh, false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. And you know you're going into an uncomfortable situation and something that you would you feel like I don't want to do this. It's it, you have like a fear or an anxiety. And if you really think about it, it's like, what am I fearful of? Like, what's actually going to happen if I go into an uncomfortable situation, even if I completely fail? Like, let's say it's public speaking. Mm -hmm. We think we're going to die if we don't say it all <laughs> right, right? Uh. But then what happens if you don't? You walk off the stage, and everybody goes, that guy sucked. So what? <laughs> That's it. You go get in your car and go get a... a have a beer. A, yeah, have a beer and, and <laughs> go sure. back to your life. It's not like you're going to actually die, but that's where they came up with that acronym, uh, false evidence appearing real. Um, that's, that's, that's some tremendous stuff. So, Channer, you are really, like I said earlier, a very good speaker, and you have a way about uh, explaining these things. What are your intentions with this? Um, as we have a few more minutes. Just explain what you want the audience to know about you. And, you know, uh, b basically share with them your, your goal here. Okay, so I'm going to talk about that now. And then I wanted to mention something briefly. Um, speak about an ex excerpt that I have that totally caught my attention. I wanted to share with cool. the world. Sounds good. So there's a, there's a quote. <laughs> Funny, we'll go back to the quote. It says, Find your life purpose. The meaning of life is find your life purpose and then share it. Mm. And during sharing, volunteering, charity, or whatever, there's, there's, a, there's a certain empowerment towards it because now you're using, you're sending that vibration out and that vibration is magneti ma magnifying, amplifying from one person to two person and then it's it's it pretty much it's like it's it's collective yeah it, it's like it's like a tidal wave so my my thing is um and i get this from my mother she's the toughest lady i know she's five one slam she takes care of the sick the elderly and the people that are dying you know one one thing if i had learned from her is that whatever life brings you you don't stop it and you just you just you know maneuver around it you don't think about it you just you just keep going so my thing is is i give and i give all i got i give it with quality but you know it's it's a, it's a fact that everybody has to sustain themselves so we have to we have to um i guess exchange money or exchange uh services in order for time because we only have a certain amount of life force and it depends on what you use your life force for. So, you know, the landlord or the mortgage company are not going to wait. You know, bills are not going to wait. So, obviously, but up to that point, then thereafter, you know, even before that, and everything that revolves around my life is just on sharing, on understanding. And, um, you know, it's like, it's, it's like similar like to a hippie vibe. Peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> you know, love is my religion. So... I'm connected there first. And, um, you know, I'm coming out with merchandise and things like that. And it's like, you know, I want this piece I want of my life. I want everything captured into something. And I want to keep sharing it. And, you know, if people support me, that's great. That's all I ask for, a little support. You know, because we all have our families. We all have mouths to feed and things like that. But um, I also want to be a um, motivational speaker. Somebody had mentioned to me that I was pretty good at it, so I never thought I would be a motivational speaker. Uh, but I actually genuinely, sincerely love helping people. Mm -hmm. And within everything, I'll treat everybody as an individual because everybody's a different world in its own. And it doesn't matter where they come from or who they are or what experiences they've been. So um, I wanted to read a short excerpt that um, something that caught my attention a little while back. I was doing um, a little yoga, and I find how yoga works itself very well with any fitness program. That's the thing about um, things these days, that 
They take the spirituality aspect of, out of it. So yoga complements any figure, any fitness um, regimen. And um, before I was confused on should I do it in the beginning, should I do it in the middle, or should I do it towards the end. But it all depends on what works on the person. But I do it at the end because I find myself getting easier into it better just because of my muscles. I've already cooled. Uh, I've already warmed up. I did my exercise. Now it's time to cool down, and my muscles already charged and fire stretched and ready to go. Right. So, um, you know, I was at this yoga class and they read an excerpt between the signs, and it totally captivated me. So this is from a book. Um, I don't have the exact name of it here. It's a. She's a woman. Uh, she's a monk. She. Um, speaks a lot of truth in this, in this. So it starts off by saying this, life is a good teacher and a good friend. Things are always in transition if we can only realize it. Nothing ever sums itself up in the way that we like to dream about. They all center in between state in an ideal situation, a situation in which we don't get caught and we can open our hearts and minds beyond limit. It's very tender, non-aggressive, open-ended state of affairs. To stay with the shakiness, to stay with a broken heart, with a rumbling stomach, with the feeling of hopelessness, and wanting to get revenge, that is the path of true awakening. Sticking with that uncertainty Getting the knack of relaxing in the midst of chaos. Learning not to panic. This is the spiritual path. And that totally, I was like in awe. And the name of the expert excerpt, the name of the book actually as well, is When Things Fall Apart. And it's just pretty much to me, it's explaining the natural cycle of life the birth and death and the death and birth that, you know, we're always unsure. We're at a certain place today, but we never know where we'll be tomorrow. So these feelings of hardships, of hopelessness, rumbling stomach, wanting to seek revenge, which is pretty much what a lot of people think is a natural human instinct. But, you know, it probably is. It probably served its purpose at a certain time, but not right now. But in the midst of the chaos, being able to remain at peace, being able to remain aligned and not unaffected by the situation, no matter what the situation, what type of situation is happening, everything is gonna be okay. We never had everything, so it's not like we're gonna lose it. And everything is going to be okay to be in the midst of that and accepting acceptance and surrendering, just letting go. Everything, sometimes that's all you need. And things just fall into place. Sometimes the, the only thing you need is not even to touch the situation. Just let, let the situation ride itself out. Sometimes it's like, it's like a nasty looking fire and it burns itself out. If you just observe, if you just silence and observe. But having all these feelings, having all this commotion, this war going inside your body and being able to amidst that just just be in a peaceful state. That to me is pure beauty. That's really awesome, man. I, I love that. That's a great message. A great way to uh, tie this all up and um, I feel like I had a, a, a good bit of wisdom shared with me face to face with you here you know and and um i'm so glad i invited you down for the podcast funny thing you know again we're talking about steel mace you, you know you're you got your juries and we hardly even touched upon that stuff today and i'm actually very happy about that because um i believe the audience is going to appreciate this one refreshing discussion about really finding inner peace and mastering your life 
and um, it's always a, a work in progress. We know that just like it is swinging our mace is a work in progress, swinging our jury. So, uh, Channer, I thank you very much uh, for coming on. And, again, right now people can find you on Facebook, right? Absolutely correct. So it's Orange Naranja on Facebook. Um, can you spell that? Okay, Orange, <laughs> Orange, O-R-A-N-G-E. And then Naranja, N-A-R-A-N-J-A at Facebook. So pretty soon, I'm going to be taking out on Instagram pretty soon. I also have another page with my wife, Lasmi. Uh, it's called Heavenly Eats, where we combine or say we bring back the knowledge of spirituality and eating. Ooh. And yes, because right. it's everything is connected to everything. And, um, Heavenly Eats. Heavenly and Eats. And that's on yeah. Facebook, too. That's, uh, that's on Facebook, too. Absolutely correct. My All wife right. is in the process of making her own uh, cookbook, writing her own cookbook. She works the magic in the kitchen. And um, Oh, man, aren't you lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, they say a way to a man's heart is his stomach. <laughs> yeah. I think she got me, man. Next time you come back on the podcast, just bring me a little side side meal there so, yeah. I, could, so <laughs> I could eat while you're, you're giving me some good vibes here. I, I, I would love that. But, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming down and um, spending the time here. And we will look forward to following you and hearing more from you in the future. So thanks, my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, feel free to shoot some comments, some questions. If you have any questions for Channer, you know, uh, find him on Facebook. Hit him up. And um, he's very accessible. I had some good discussions with him um, on Facebook, you know, just typing back and forth to each other about this type of stuff. And it was fun. So do that. We'll see you at the next episode.